What's up, guys? Welcome to Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek. I'm your host, Evan Swaffer. With me, as always, Josh Barnett. Yo! And Chuck Nally. Hello! I've taken Yo back. Trey doesn't get it anymore. He doesn't deserve it. Fired. He is fired, except for next week and then the TV awards. But yeah, then he's fired. <laughs> On call. Uh, show two, rolling on. Uh, video games only, unless you're talking about '90s basketball or Marty Jannetty, then we might tangent a little bit. And uh, I gotta say, it's understandable. How do you feel about Detlef Shrimp? I mean, he was awesome. Stretch four before there were stretch fours. That man had a haircut you could set your watch to. Okay. Has anybody done? Could... Go ahead. You could land a small plane on his hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Has anybody ever dunked harder than Sean Kemp? No. I mean, maybe Zion one day, but no. (laughs) Zion's too busy posing for sweat tech demos in NBA 2K21. Whatever. I mean, got paid a lot of money for that. Oh, yeah. They're what? Are we talking about notoriously bad sweaters? We have to include Tree Rollins then. (laughs) Anybody who's ever held the nickname Tractor Trailer? Adam Keith. Oh, no. Adam Orson? (laughs) No. That's... Oh, I hate Adam Morrison. The only person I might hate more than Adam Morrison is Mark Madsen. Mad Dog. The Spark Plug? I fucking hate him. Energy in a Bottle? Mark Madsen? Was like, Mark Madsen was the Tebow of basketball. <laughs> Whoa. He at least brought some sort of energy to the game. Tebow did not. No. Okay, you're right. The Tebow of basketball was Tyler Hansborough. Hey! Fuck you, motherfucker. No, he's not that, wrong. That cornbread motherfucker. <laughs> what about big country? Bryant Reeves? Yeah, that fucking French bread looking motherfucker. What? Uh, what about Greg Ostertag? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, all right. Who Mark was it that's Rose. that famous gif licking his lips? Was it Big Baby? I mean, probably Glenn Davis. Yeah, I want to say there's a shot of, there's like a, a shot of him on the Celtics, like doing a real uncomfortable lick-lipping thing going on that I see every once in a while. Huh? Glenn Rice. We're so old, we're now watching Glenn Rice Jr. play. Oh, my God. Same with Tim Hardaway Jr. and... Glenn Robinson the third. Glenn Robinson Jr. No, he's the third. Yeah, you're right. He's the third. Uh, yeah, basketball. Video games only, folks. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't watch the first show, make sure to check it out. We have... A lot of tangents, but we also talked about several uh, trailers. All the trailers, except for 
one group in particular. We have not heard pretty much jack shit from Nintendo for basically the entire year. Um, we are starting to hear a few things, not much. Uh, they did do like a partner direct thing uh, today, but we're not going to talk about it because it's just not fucking worth your time or ours. All of the uh, rhythm games. Yeah, basically. Uh, but last week they did do their like Nindies, the little Indie World Direct thing. Um, and it was a solid show. It was like 23 minutes long. Um, and it had some really uh, good uh, trailers and games that I'm actually pretty excited for several of them. Uh, we're going to kind of uh, go through these. We won't take too much time on them, but uh, just kind of give me your thoughts. Chuck, did you get to watch this? No. Cool. Uh, I'll tell you if it's worth your time. Uh, first off uh, is a game called Hades. Um, this is a new game from Supergiant Games, which you may know from Bastion and Transistor. Um, yeah, this this game, was... Uh, go ahead. Uh, this uh, it's, this was out on early access on Steam last year, uh, but this is now uh, fully ready and coming to consoles. It's a roguelike dungeon crawler, um, and it is out this fall. This looked pretty fucking awesome to me. Yeah, uh, you're Satan's son wanting to get out of hell, essentially, like rebel against your father. Uh, this game has been in early access for quite some time and was announced like two or three years ago, and I was always jealous that it was only coming to PC. The fact that it's coming to console and hopefully, you know, if it's a Nintendo exclusive, that's awesome. I haven't looked into it. Um, I'm real excited about this game. I was really happy. Like, I thought this whole presentation was really solid. It's not the Nintendo games, unfortunately, but it did a good job of selling a lot of games that partners have that are actually worthwhile, unlike the one that they did today, which 90% of them are rhythm games that nobody cared about. Um, this was really, really cool to like open the conference with, for sure. I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, the uh, next game uh, that they showed was a unique little game uh, called Hypnospace Outlaw. Um, it is available tomorrow. Uh, there is a demo available. Um, this is a weird, like, throwback to, like, 90s style where you're, like, surfing early internet and doing code, and it's about, like, the early beginnings of the internet, but also, like, a sci-fi story. I don't know how to explain it better than that. It looks kind of cool. I'm definitely going to play the demo just to see, because it could also be terrible. Um, it came out last year on PC okay. and was apparently really, really cool. I have not okay. gotten to hear a whole lot about it, but just the mimicking of, like, early-age internet is apparently pretty accurate. Um, this also, like, just looks really cool. I probably am not going to get it myself, but it is cool that it's coming to consoles. It's one I'm glad... Games like that, I'm glad when they put a demo out, because I could be like, oh, this is worth my time and worth, you know, getting some money uh, yeah, can't, actually in can't on it. In, March of last year. It's got a 10 out of 10 on Steam. Jesus. All right. Um, next game Next game they showed was uh, Spiritfarer, uh, which is available now on, uh, I believe, all consoles. Uh, at least I know it is uh, Switch and Xbox. It's on. If you have Xbox, it's on Game Pass. Um, this is a... It kind of looks like uh, a Studio Ghibli uh, movie in the art style of it. Um, I've actually played it. Um, I won't talk about my thoughts on it as far as playing it. And we'll talk about that in our third show, but, um, I've it's played a it beautiful as well. game. 
Uh, it is a beautiful game. It's a, just a management game uh, in which you are uh, ferrying people that are dying and getting them like through the threshold and uh, uh, and uh, ushering them to the afterlife. Um, and you have a cat, and you meet people, and it's about managing like their feelings, and you can build your own like customized ship and all this other stuff. So uh, it's a pretty year. Cool. You do, you do. Um, and then there's Garden Story, uh, which looks like almost like a uh, uh, Zelda, like original Zelda style game, uh, whereas you play as Concord, a grape, um, and uh, you go around. Evidently, it's a very short game, but very uh, it's gotten really good uh, early reviews. It's coming out in 2021, um, but it's just uh, yeah, I don't. It's just a little action adventure uh, game that like looks that. Like- looks- a platformer that stars like Cubert almost underwater, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you literally play as a grape, and it looks exactly like a Zelda map. It looks like you're playing like Cadence of High Rule, basically how the maps lay, laid out. Yeah, I think I remember I this one. It looks all right. Uh, then there was uh, Subnautica, which we all know what Subnautica is. As yeah, well as Subnautica Blue. Uh, which is the uh, Frozen like world update? They're both coming in 2021. Um, and then there was a game called. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. Uh, uh, Takeshi and Hiroshi. Uh, yeah, this looks I'm cool. gonna be honest. Yeah, uh, this is available now. And so you think it look cool? I mean, for what it is, it's a unique idea, right? Like, you you are you play the older brother, and you're trying to, like, keep the older brother entertained and make something that he's going to enjoy, so you kind of get to control the level of challenge in, like, an RPG that he's playing. So you kind of get to make like, the game. It looks like you're creating a turn-based RPG. Yeah. I think it's unique. It, I think it's cool. I don't know how deep it goes, but I think it looks really cool. And the style is, very... is wonderful. It is very unique. I give you that. I don't. I guess my thing is, it doesn't look like a game for me, but that doesn't mean it's a bad game. Uh, next game is a game for Evan. Raji and Ancient Epic. Fuck um, yes. This looks fucking awesome. It is out now on Switch. It is also a timed console exclusive. Um, it is available on Xbox and PlayStation on uh, October 5th, so a little over a month from now. So it's a short console exclusive, but that's a good gift for them. Um, this is made by an actual Indian team. It delves into like ancient, like in- Indian, like Hindu uh, lore, um, and it's just an action, uh, little action RPG ish tile game. I don't really know how to describe. It. Man, it's it's really fucking cool. Like vision, I love the art style of it. It it's awesome. It's my first or second favorite game from this, and like I, I've meant to buy it and another game that was shown. That I think is the next one we'll probably talk about. Um, it looks so cool. It looks right up my alley. It's like that two point five D, um, like three quarter isometric style of gameplay, but like steeped heavily in Hindu like mythology, not mythology, but like religion and culture. Like it looks really, really fucking cool. I really hope the next game that you got excited for is the one that's next, and that's Bear and Breakfast. No, but yeah, Bear and Breakfast. It's literally just a management game of managing like an animal-ran uh, B&B. Yeah, it looks great. 
You could put I on really you could put pants on the bear. Like yeah, I don't want to play that game at all, but it's hilarious. Uh, and I do, um, the uh, next game, I am actually very excited for this. I hope it's what you're talking about. Um, it is also a timed exclusive. We don't have a release date yet for other consoles. It's called A Short Hike. No. Um, you are playing as a bird. Um, you're on a mountain, and it's all about... Um, exploration of the island you're trying to make it basically to the peak uh you can do things to help you take off and fly and go up levels evidently it's a very short game but it's supposedly like very very well done and the movements and like like discoveries on the island and how it helps you uh get up uh it it looks very cool to me it's very you know low budget on graphics and stuff like that but it, it looks really well done yeah, oh, this it's like has intentionally to be jagged. Um, it's it's it looks the same way it does on PC, from my understanding. Um, <clears throat> I've heard really cool things about this, but no, still not the game I was thinking of. That's. I want to say you're talking about Evergate, but the next thing we're going to talk about is actually my second most, and it's called Card Shark. Card Shark looks so fucking cool. I am so in on this game. Like, it is so Chuck. It's a. It's a sleight of hand game, basically. Like, the game teaches you to pull off sleight of hand card tricks in a poker game. And if you get caught, you get killed. It's like a 2D game, basically. It looks so fucking cool. It's one of the coolest ideas I've seen in a game in a while. Like, hiding aces up your sleeve and stuff. Yeah, it's like real-world card tricks. And you have to work your way up from, like, saloons to, like, playing. Like, build your money up to your playing against, like, the king and stuff. Cool. It, it looks, looks really, really cool. Really awesome. I am super excited for the game. I will 100% buy that game. Um, you are right, though. Is, Evergate is the game I'm talking about. It basically is low-poly Ori. Yeah, it does. I mean, even the design of the character of it uh, looks exactly like Ori. Uh, it's available now. I've seen some streaming. It looks really fun. Um, but yeah, it's just it's lower-res Ori. If it's half as good as Ori, then it's a fucking great game. Um, uh, I am excited to try that uh, as well. And like I said, since people are playing it, obviously it is uh, out now. Uh, Torchlight 3 looks dope, and I don't know anything about Torchlight. It's Um, a Diablo-like? Yeah, I've been wanting to play Torchlight forever. What did you say, Chuck? I've been wanting to play Torchlight forever. This game looks so cool. Yeah. Dude, I might get this with you. It look ever since I played Minecraft Dungeons and had so much fun with you guys. This looks like very bright, fast-paced Minecraft Dungeons, and I've never played Diablo, but I, I obviously I know what what it's all about. I I'll I will totally play this with you. This looks amazing. I will I will as well. I think this would be a cool game. I would like to get it on Switch just because it would be a reason to turn on my Switch. Um, I bought the season pass for Minecraft and have played zero seconds of the first expansion, and the second expansion is coming out soon. Oh, I've beat the shit out of the first expansion. I killed, I killed the shit we out need, of the pandas. We need another we need night of get, playing. Yeah, we need to get back on and play that. I'm not stopping uh, you guys. I'll play. I, uh, uh, another one they announced, uh, um, they, it's a cool-looking game. I've actually played it. It's called Manifold Garden. Um, it's out now. I didn't play it on Switch. This came out on Apple Arcade a year ago um, out, as a mobile game. Um, it's a perspective-based game that uh, that yes. you puzzlers. It's like 
it's a huge like city landscape that you have to flip the city around like almost like inception style but it you have to look at different perspectives or you can fall through the world um it was really pretty on apple arcade um they get great games um i would think it would play a lot better with a controller in my hand than trying to do it on my phone it's the mcs style game yeah, I think Switch is the ideal platform for this game. I think my phone was, I couldn't quite appreciate it. Because they got, like, great ratings, and I downloaded it, because I still pay for Apple Arcade for some fucking reason. And, uh, yeah, I was just like, I, a lot of these games are cool, but I just don't get, I don't like controlling games with my phone, unless it's, like, tap sports baseball. I'm pretty sure... Um... That game Alto's Adventure just came out on fucking Switch, which is that snowboarding llama game. On uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it just came out on Switch. Nintendo's a weird place, man. They get some games like way after everybody else, and everybody's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Really? Okay, cool." Um, speaking of that, Untitled Goose Game is coming out. Uh, there's a two-player <laughs> update coming in September, as well as a physical copy for all you people demanding the physical copy of Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, two gooses. Uh, sure. Uh, I heard uh, one has diamonds in his pockets. Uh, I'm very excited about the whole uh, no-party system on Nintendo to play multiplayer. Yes, Chuck. That was a Two Princes reference, only talking about gooses instead. I saw your face. I'm okay with it. Uh, anyways, it was a great. I thought it was a, a great show. It's the best one they've had in a while because uh, they haven't had a lot in a while. Um, but a lot sold me on multiple indie games, which is something I've been missing. And really, I only have been relying on Game Pass for that. I am going to wait and see if Raji happens to come to Game Pass. And if it doesn't, I'm going to I'll I'll be buying that game for sure. Um, yeah. But Raji kind of seems like a game that would come to Game Pass on Xbox. So I will see. Uh, not part of the Indies uh, showcase, but Nintendo news. Uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe has been announced. That's out October 30th. For all you people that have been wanting Pikmin 3 back, uh, Rob Barnett, I guess. Um, which is fine. Whatever. Uh, Pikmin's not my thing. Uh, but uh, some people it is. And the other, the big news, and I feel like we've talked about this multiple times, except for Bloomberg broke the story this time, which is a reputable source. They're reporting that some version of a new Switch is going to launch in 2021. My guess is it's, the, the common uh, thought is it's just going to be like a Switch Pro. Um, basically, more processing power and capable of 4K, which is fine. I don't know if I play my Switch enough to upgrade it. Um, I probably would. I maybe I don't know. I haven't decided. It really depends on what all they add. It's just gonna be weird that they're. It's hard to pay money to upgrade to what my current consoles are doing, and I'm about to spend like a thousand dollars on two new consoles that just completely dwarf it. But you know, hear me out. We come to Nintendo. Hear me out. Don't do it. 4K Breath of the Wild too. I mean awesome but i mean the whole thing about is it going to be 4k on your handheld because at a screen that small 4k doesn't make that much difference no that that first of all that screen is 720p it's not jumping to 4k 
Um, yeah, I, and the whole point of Switch is to play it on the go, despite the fact that I hate playing handheld Switch, but... It is what it is. It helps me play some games because I can take it to work and play like on a break and stuff like that. But I don't do it that often. And any bigger games, I just despise playing that way because playing with a controller in my hands is always better to me. Um, but it's exciting news because Lord knows, even though I haven't been given a lot of reasons to play my Switch for a long time, uh, Switch is fucking killing it during COVID. Um, like you can't find a Switch for sale anywhere. So good on them you know keep selling video games doing well uh, we're still buying yeah uh playstation news uh several things um biggest news came out back right after our last show um avengers is a game that's coming out soon we're gonna be talking about uh we played the beta of it so we'll be talking about that in the third show um it was announced that Sony, and to me this just makes sense, Sony will have exclusive Spider-Man uh, DLC. Spider-Man will be a playable character on the Avengers game uh, in 2021. Um, it's console exclusive to, to uh, PlayStation. Um, and, man, people got mad. Like, even seemingly Sony fans were like, it's not cool. And I'm like, okay. I mean, maybe not, but it makes sense from a business standpoint. It does. It's always seen as anti-consumer when anything is um, exclusive on a multi-console or a multi-platform game. And easily a top three comic book character in general in terms of popularity is Spider-Man. Maybe number one. Um, so making that particular character an exclusive to a console as much as, yes, it makes sense on the business side of things. It's a little dirty. I think it's anti-consumer to an extent. I am not upset about it because I plan on playing it on PlayStation anyway. But even if I didn't, like, having played that demo, I don't think I'm missing out on not having Spider-Man. Um, if I were playing on Xbox. But, I mean, overall, it's a good get for Sony. It's a smart get for Sony. And they continue to be the developer or the gaming console that is synonymous with that character. And it's a good character to be synonymous with. And they do have, there is, there was something about, when it comes to video games, they have, like, a right to, like, a, I think it's, like, like first right of refusal, almost. Yeah, basically, uh, just because of the deal that they had landed with Insomniac. Uh, um, uh, shortly after this, the, this weird controversy came out over the DualSense controller that you can't use your PS4 controller to play PS5 games. Oh, people got real fucking mad and then the whole like anti-consumer thing really ramped up like to me this is a non-issue like i get the xbox is doing it but they have like and i know josh isn't a big fan but was widely considered like the best controller and like there's really not any upgrades they don't have to be because they they already had all the features that they wanted especially when you go if you go get like an elite controller it has basically everything you can do with the controller um but the dual the DualShock, while a good controller, also, in my opinion, doesn't have everything. And the DualSense is adding in some stuff it needed, like haptic feedback and all that stuff. I get it. And they're building games for that. But for some reason, people are really fucking pissed, despite the fact that a new console is going to come with a PS5 controller. Yeah, but for all of those, that multitude of couch co-op games that exist in current console generations... Uh, everybody really, really wants to be able to use their old controllers instead of buying a second DualSense. And it's, to me, 
one of the dumber controversies that existed. Like, until Microsoft made it so that you could use the 360 or the Xbox One controller with the One X, like, the only other console that I know that's done this was, yeah, you could use the Wii controller on the Wii U for games that use motion controls and that you want to have an inferior experience with. It is not expected or accepted prior to this coming generation as to you being able to use your old hardware on a new console. And it makes no sense to me why it is such a big fucking deal. It comes with a controller. 99% of the people aren't going to be playing any sort of variation of couch co-op. What are you going to have? NBA 2K at launch? Like, that's it. Like, I don't understand it. I think what what is the PS4 controller used? Does it use Bluetooth or does it use RF? I think they both use Bluetooth because the PS4 okay. DualShock. So the limit the the right. reason people are mad about it is if a PS4 controller uses dual sh- or Bluetooth, why can't it use on a PS5 console with that also is going to be using Bluetooth? And yes, I understand that. Some of the features are not going to be there, um, but haptic feedback is kind of like extra icing on top of a cupcake. If because the button layouts are the same for the most part, it's still got the uh, touchpad and all that kind of stuff. I think that's what they're 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 confused and they're turning it into internet rage, which is what everybody does but it's i'm like devil's advocate there yeah it's also annoying because like i don't give a shit because i'm not going to get it anyway they can use the dualshock 4 for ps4 games on the x are on the the playstation 5 they just can't use it for ps5 games um and like there was a an article that came out a little while ago of like a lot of the like launch game developers talking about the specifics in terms of how they're using the new features um, Deathloop sounds actually kind of cool. Uh, in it, like, when your gun jams, the haptic feedback, like, it locks your trigger out. Um, right. so, like, you can't use it. Uh, it's a lot, a lot of it is having to do around the haptic feedback. Um, the, your controller will vibrate at a specific part of the controller when your spider sense goes off in Miles Morales. Um... Ghostwire Tokyo uses adaptive triggers and haptic feedback uh, for active actions, which results in players feeling a sense of recoil as a result of their activities. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's like enough. It's just it's weird that it's like the line in the sand people are drawing and like, how dare they do this? That's so anti-consumer when it's always been the norm. You can't use old dual shocks in new consoles. Well, I think again, I think it had to, it has to do with the way that they connect. The DualShock Three did not pair via Bluetooth; it was an RF frequency, um, like a, a Nintendo controller and a Super Nintendo. The ports are different; like you couldn't use a Super Nintendo on a uh, on a N sixty four. The button layouts are different. Like I think that's that is part of it, at least. Yeah. And also, just the internet likes to rage. Yeah. Um, I laughed at this. Uh, Sony recently, Sony, not PlayStation, announced uh, two TVs coming out this fall that are ready for PS5 TVs. Um, I don't have the specs pulled up for their technical names. 
they got broken down by like CNET and a couple other things, and they, uh, and they put out an article that just said P- Sony's ready for PS5 TVs are in fact not ready for PS5, <laughs> um, yeah. as neither one has HDMI 2.1 capable just yet, um, which is something a lot of TVs don't have. Mine does. It's one thing that I was like trying to future proof for. Uh, the $6,000 one has one port, actually, uh, but not uh, multiple. And then the affordable, like, $1,000 55-inch one um, uh, does not have any. Um, and that you have to have HDMI 2.1 if you want to play in 4K at 120 frames per second. It's the only way you can do it. Um, so I just thought that was funny, but I'm sure Sony will fix that. But keep that in mind if you are, because even Josh, I know you mentioned that you were going to look for TVs for the next generation maybe. Uh, that's something to obviously watch, watch out for. If you want to really take advantage of, and go like full on superpower for TVs, uh, HDMI 2.1 is going to matter. Uh, even though there'll only be a few games that'll play 4K at 120 frames per second, and it might be a little while before we see that truly. Uh, but keep that in mind when looking for TVs. Um, yeah, I just don't have the, time to go to that uh, level of research. I'm not gonna lie. You know me, when I'm going to buy something that costs any more, like more than $20, I read everything about it. (laughs) Uh, PlayStation Showcase, we talked about a couple shows ago, uh, had a game called Aeon Must Die. Um, One of the more memorable ones. I went back and looked it up because I couldn't remember what it looked like. It looked pretty cool, but nothing groundbreaking. Uh, that game may or may not come out now, um, but it, it was a game they highlighted, and it is now in a lawsuit where eight people are claiming the game was stolen from them, uh, as they're the ones that created the IP and then left because over, like, insane work conditions that they were in a separate lawsuit about. I don't know. That, like, it's a shit show. So if you're excited for that game, keep it on it, because we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, yeah. And uh, finally, for PlayStation, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which we will be talking about at the end of the third show uh, today, uh, if you're wanting to hear uh, full spoiler talk about it, uh, is getting a new mode. It's getting free online co-op in an update for an all-new mode later this year. It looks so cool. It does look really cool. It reminds me of, like, a sword-like Fallout or, uh, excuse me, I always do this, Far Cry uh, type co-op to me. Yeah, four players, you clearly are playing, like, it's it's almost like the types of characters that we're focused in the Legendary Tales, um, and they're, like, different classes, it's class-based, like, I, the idea of this is, like, a free update four or five months after the game comes out, um, I think is, is really, really cool. I hope it's compatible with the PS5, so I can continue playing it on that console after it launches, but um, the whole idea behind this, I think, is really, really, really cool. Uh, I like when games do something unexpected like this. We're still waiting to hear whatever the Last of Us multiplayer thing is going to be because Neil Druckmann had, you know, I think doubled down on what he had said years ago, which was that Factions wasn't going to be in the game, but they were working on something multiplayer in the Last of Us universe. So hopefully we still get something like that. But it's an interesting precedent with this being a free update as to whether or not the Last of Us multiplayer thing does the same thing. Personally, wouldn't mind paying for it if it's a full-fledged 
version of that factions, but I don't. I just don't know. I'm sure it's about the gays. That was a joke for all you internet trolls out there. <laughs> Play that game and let's fucking talk about it. Goddamn. Okay. Oh man. Hey, do you want to borrow my copy so you don't have to buy it? Oh no, I've owned it since the first week it came out. Okay. Do you want to borrow my Ghost of Tsushima? Do you okay. want to borrow my DualShock so you can play it? Because maybe that's why you haven't yet? No, I've got a uh, third-party controller that lasts longer than five minutes for a charge, so I'll just use that. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Xbox News. Uh, a couple things. Uh, in some areas, at least, um, and hopefully rapidly expanding, on September 15th, xCloud is rolling out on Game Pass Ultimate with the full Game Pass library. That is fucking awesome. Uh, and I'm excited for it to come to the Chattanooga area. I can play 76 all over the world. You're going to be so unproductive everywhere. <laughs> You're going to run into four or five players every other day. That's not true. You're right. Weak. I've bought at least uh, five copies of that game for people to play. So Stop it. That. I'll buy you one. Help me pay for a, a house if you want to do some shit like that. Don't waste I've your money on Fallout 76. I don't have money. I've got peppers. You do have peppers. That is true. That is an enticing reason for me to move in. They need to be more secret. That is true. Can you move them to the woods just outside of the community? I'll put camouflage on them. Oh. There you go. Like a netting. Please don't just paint each pepper with camouflage, because then I won't be able to eat them. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Um, the big Xbox news um, is caused quite the uproar. To me, it's not that big a deal but anyways halo infinite has been delayed to 2021 uh, we don't know when in 2021 that's not that shocking to me i some people get it some people are making a huge deal out of this i mean halo being delayed yet yeah, is big news obviously and yes it was really cool that that was going to be a launch title and they're like this is really going to hurt xbox i'm like have we all forgotten the launch lineups for both ps4 and Xbox One because it fucking sucked. First of all, wash your mouth out with soap. Rezogun is still potentially a top 10 game of the generation. It's so fucking good. I'm tired of hearing about that fucking game. It's good, but we didn't play it after the first week it came out. I platinumed it, you monster. I don't give a shit. Rezogun is not like a genre-defying game, but it was good, but it wasn't even advertised. It was just the PlayStation Plus game for the first month after the console came out um but their advertise their two big games were kill Killzone, which most people fucking hated and knack which most people fucking hated and then xbox had uh rise son of rome which everyone fucking hated and hey. dead rising 3 dead rising 3 which is a solid game but pretty niche um I mean, it's not like we're used to having this. Yes, Sony has Spider-Man this time, and that's great, but it's also a smaller version, and I agree. I'm, it's cool then that they're going to get it out on launch day because that is a big name to have. It's not the normal. We don't always have these. And plus, you know what the everyone's going to be playing? Call of Duty and fucking Cyberpunk. 
The problem is, is we don't have an Xbox or PlayStation at this point, aside from a few games, launch exclusive of any sort that is like telling people why they need these consoles in particular. And be be that as it may, say whatever you want about whether or not that's necessary. It is a bad look when the biggest detractor and one of the bigger factors into Xbox's struggle this past generation was the perceived lack of console exclusives, first-party exclusives, and to be gung-ho all-in on Halo on as, like, your amazing launch day game all the way up until last month when we talked about the trailer and then the feedback was so negative on it to then announce two weeks later that the game is actually delayed, even though I do agree, I don't think it's related, it's a bad look when the reports came out this week of the fact that the trailer from E3 last year was made by a third-party outsourced company that was done in a version of the game that wasn't playable, the game wasn't playable when it came out at E3 last year, and, like, the development and release and track leading up to this game being released is so muddled for it to be one of, like, I would say, confidently the seven biggest game like game franchises of all time, it's baffling to me. I don't, uh, to me, I don't get why it's a bad look. All you ever hear is when somebody puts out a game that's not perfect is, why the fuck did you put it out? Wait. You can't say that and then turn around and be like, oh, it's fucking travesty that you're delaying this, even if it was because people bitched. If everyone bitched and even if they're lying about it and they're like, oh, shit, we need to work on this, good on them. I want I want to make it clear. I want to make it clear. I don't think it's a bad thing that it's getting delayed. I think that the look of this game, the the press cycle of this game in the last two to three months specifically, but as more and more information comes out, it seems less and less competent in the way it's been ha- like handled by Microsoft by three four three. Um, it's it's worrisome to an extent. I get people's backlash. I'm gonna play the game on xcloud or if i buy a uh, xbox one x or whatever the case may be when it does come out and i'm sure i'm gonna get enjoy it because as much as i shit on halo 5 it's still a fun game as much as i shit on halo 4 it's still a fun game none of those games match what one two and three were um and odst the clear best a halo game but um it's just it's weird that this uh, this would be like I mean, it's genuinely, there's no other way to argue other than, like, this would be like Nintendo fucking up a mainline Mario. Like, it's just, it's the way that it's handled. And say what you will about certain Mario games overall, they've never been received negatively, and they've never gone through that kind of delay. Like, I Mario get that, Mario Maker is wonderful, you goddamn idiot. <laughs> I get what you're saying, and if that's what the world was saying, I would be more understanding about the worry about that. Everyone is talking about how devastating this is to Microsoft as a launch title, and it it just killed it. And I'm like, it's it's nothing. I'm like, we've forgotten the beginning of this console. Like there was there was no big games to play. I think it's not the end of the world. Like having like Sony having. Spider-Man is this, from what we understand, like 15-hour game probably, and that's great, and I'm very excited, and that is a good gift for them. That's not what they had last time, and then the other one is Godfall. No, it's not. Also known as the Sony new 2020 Rise Son of Rome. 
Rise looks infinitely better than Godfall does. Oh, Josh. Uh, I'm not saying graphically. I'm saying it looks more fun than Godfall does. Graphically, Uh, Rush was solid. It just was a fucking repetitive nightmare. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) uh, thoughts on Halo? Um, I mean, I would rather them wait and get it right than it come out and then, like, have to patch it or something later um, and, like, realize mistakes or whatever. The story might be good uh, already. It might not be. They might be touching up the graphics and they realize that with COVID-19 and, and not everybody being in the uh, the studio, it, it's impossible to touch it up the way that they need to. Whatever. I just want, as a Halo fan, I just want a great Halo game. And even though I did enjoy 4 and 5, and I liked them quite a bit, um, there was a pretty significant... Di- I think my favorite Halo game since uh, 3 is probably... Um, ODST, you're right. Uh, no, uh, uh, Reach or uh, Halo Wars one or two. Uh, those games are great, um, and that that's saying something. Uh, so as long if if they got to push it six months, I'm okay with that. It doesn't have to be within the launch quote unquote launch window for it to be okay with me. I just want a really good Halo game. I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised if it was pushed a year. Um, and that's for me. That's fine. I just think. Xbox is a is almost become a niche like group, and I think if you were going to get a console, an Xbox Series X on launch, I don't think I think the amount of people that are not going to get it at launch without Halo is negligible. I think you're still going to get it. I think yeah, that just means you're an Xbox person either way. I'm I just think uh, that the it the Xbox person is fewer and further between than it was at like the launch of the Xbox One. And so they need as much as they can to entice the third-party person. But what if that game comes out and it like fucking sucks and it's not ready, and then the entire cycle of this con, this title is a linchpin for the entire console. If it doesn't come out at launch, but it's still great, it's going to secure the potentially the rest of the cycle. However, if it comes out and it fucking sucks then it could wreck the entire cycle of this console generation. And that's a big... To to that point, I also think that's the thing. I don't think that they are fewer than they were at the beginning of Xbox One uh, X. uh, Or Xbox One. I always... Their naming stuck. Um, I think it's less than the end of 360, but not the beginning of Xbox One, if that makes sense. Because ever since... When Xbox fucked up was their rollout of Xbox One. Like, it was a marketing nightmare. Sony undercut them hard, and it was smart of them. And all of a sudden, the world turned on Xbox. Like, Xbox 360 and PS3 were fucking ended up being neck and neck, and 360 left for a while. And then PlayStation 4 hit, did great. Xbox One hit and was a fucking nightmare. We're no, They're no worse off than they were at the beginning of Xbox One. And again, console sales aren't even their fucking goal anymore. They're raking in cash from all their services, and that's fine for because Microsoft. But uh, I just don't think that they have to really worry. I'm sure they want to sell consoles, but I'm pretty sure they're planning on taking a hit on consoles as is Sony, so I don't think they're as worried about it. What the 
Did I just hear? Somebody was scratching. Uh, let's run out through some general gaming news real quick. Uh, one cool thing I'm excited for, uh, a Splinter Cell animated series has been announced to be in the works at Netflix. It's supposedly uh, a more mature animated show, all a la like Castlevania or something like that. Would, please don't be like Castlevania, even though that show is massively popular. <laughs> Fucking sucks. God, I hate that show. But uh, give me all the Splinter Cell. I would love a mature Splinter Cell cartoon, and I'm sure Chuck would as well. Amen. Moon is fully erect as we speak. It's been somewhere like his his boon sense is tingling. Yeah. Yeah. Picture <laughs> that. Uh, talking you. about announcements that were received poorly on the internet, IGN announced IGN Prime. Uh, $55 for a year or $5 a month for exclusive IGN content and deals on games and articles and merchandise. People just fucking destroyed IGN for this. Shocker. I don't see that going well for IGN, and it seems tone deaf to even announce it. But go for it, IGN. Um... Speaking of next gen, Doom Eternal and Elder Scrolls Online have both announced uh, that they will have next gen uh, upgrade uh, versions of the game, and both will uh, be free upgrades for next gen. Uh, so nice. good on you. Doom Eternal could be awesome with ray tracing. Uh, ESO, sure. <laughs> uh, just another way to play that. I don't see it looking all that much better. Massively popular uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Yes, exactly. Uh, new Grand Theft Auto has been actually confirmed by Rockstar to be in development. Uh, not that we didn't all assume it was. There's been massive changes at Rockstar, so I'm excited to see what this is. But I have no idea when GTA 6 is coming. Because Rockstar was at the forefront of all the backlash on Crunch. And they've made massive changes to the way they're doing it to prevent any more uh, crunches at the end of uh, games. Uh, game development. Um, a lot of the heads at Rockstar have gone out. Uh, Laszlo, who has been on the radio for every Rockstar game because he's an actual developer there, has left the company. Uh, I'm excited to see what GTA 6 will be. A lot of people seem to think it's going to be a much smaller game. Like, still massive in comparisons to most games, but nowhere near as big as we've gotten used to for uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto, which I'm fine. I just want more Grand Theft Auto. For the love of God. It's been a long fucking time. It's been an entire console generation. Yes. I mean, granted, I still love Grand Theft Auto V. It's still one of the best games ever made, and Grand Theft Auto Online is still awesome, and I love that they continually put out stuff and support that, but I, I need me some actual single-player game. Uh, and it's coming, so I'm excited for that. Uh, well, you mentioned Deathloop earlier. That is not coming uh in 2020 anymore unfortunately uh Deathloop has been delayed uh to just q2 2021 so i'm okay with that yeah, uh I, very i think that takes some of this thing out of the halo delay because it was a console exclusive for playstation for the launch um i, I think that that sucks for people who wanted it it wasn't a game i was necessarily going to play but definitely one that people were excited for I'm not going to play it, but also going back to Xbox, 
people forget that the medium is a launch title for them, and it looks fucking incredible. I just am a pussy and can't play it. Um, I didn't obviously know it not the name. It looks, yeah, it's uh, uh, well, they said holiday 2020, so that means launch. That just means yeah. they don't want to give away the day. Um, anyways, um, the last two bit of news. Uh, Epic has gone to war with Apple, um, <laughs> and it's getting fucking interesting um they decided that apple uh was getting too greedy uh they put a way around like the terms of service with apple um to be able to make it cheaper for the consumer um to buy stuff in fortnite and then apple fucking yanked uh fortnite right the fuck off of the app store um epic sued them uh, so far, Apple is winning in the court case, as at least so far as Epic applied to immediately get Fortnite back in, and Apple, uh, the courts say that it doesn't have to be immediate, but there is a lot more coming with that. Epic has a lot of money, but they don't have Apple money. But Epic might be combining with Microsoft, as Apple also recently really pissed off Microsoft, and uh, Phil Spencer recently spoke out in support of Epic, um, because uh, Apple's horrendous terms of service of their app store uh, completely prevents um, xCloud from being on Apple devices. Like, they ran a beta, and they're like, it's they kept yanking all the games off of it, and it's just not going to work. And so, for someone that has an Apple phone and an Apple iPad that I'm going to uh, you so far be using the tablet that Chuck wonderfully loaned to me, and eventually I'll probably have to just buy a second tablet Android to be playing it, but I'll do that, because Fuck you, Apple. For love of God. Like, Epic isn't squeaky clean on this, uh, but Apple is just acting like the biggest sons of bitches. Huh. You're not wrong. Uh, I mean, Epic, I don't agree with their tactic of basically weaponizing gamers against Apple. Uh, Microsoft certainly didn't go that route. They made their announcement. They acted civil about it, but they were clearly pissed. But Epic actively was like, go get them, motherfuckers. <laughs> And uh, that's not really a healthy way. Um, and I also still don't think Apple cares because they're now worth $2 trillion. Yeah, that, that helps and for sure. For the layperson, that's a lot of money. Didn't know if you knew that. Uh, for the layperson? I'm pretty sure for every person it's a lot of money. Uh, the final bit of news is my favorite news. Uh, recently... An ad company came under fire for using Twitch donations, Twitch donations to advertise uh, Burger King. That's my favorite headline in gaming. It's so stupid. Like it's Dreamers. shitty. It is shitty for them to have done. It's downright illegal. But it's so crazy that that's the world we live in right now. It's not illegal. From my understanding, it is in terms of like you're you're bypassing any sort of legal contract and using people's public streams to advertise somebody else's product without their consent. Uh, well, they uh, there's like a legal loophole that they found about. It. They're probably not going to do it anymore, but they were just trying it because they were putting out like a study on it. Burger King didn't even know about it. It's a company they hired to do it uh, to come up with new marketing strategies. I mean, this. The, tw the Twitch streamers still got their fucking money. Basically, what they would do would be, like, donate no more than $5 because it was all the price of a menu-based item. 
and they would be like, I just donated four dollars, and they're only doing it to streamers that have like the text to speech thing, so it'd say it on the stream. It'd be like, for this same four dollars, you could get a BK rodeo burger. <laughs> um, but like the streamers got their five dollars, yeah, they didn't get their advertising contract money that they would normally get. I mean, hate it for them. They're still, most of them are getting, if you're Burger King Target, you're, you're probably big enough, you're making money anyways, and hey, you still got your $5 for their comment. It's not like they ran a 30-second ad on there. I don't know. To me, it's it's somebody liking this to a pro streamer going into a Burger King and taking over TVs there and putting up their stream. And like, it's just, it's 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 weird, and it's gross, and it if this was like Burger King, it is corporate overreach to the like highest extent. If it actually turns out that it isn't, I haven't read that part of the story, then it's shitty on that company. And Burger King, unfortunately, is kind of put in a position where they should make amends in some fashion, even though it's not them that did it. Free rodeo uh, burgers. No. Yeah, man. It's not free. <laughs> it's telling people that for the same amount they donated... They could fucking go into Burger King and get three three thousand calories for a fucking burger. It's fucking genius to me, and I'm all in on Burger King's side on this. Fuck you, streamers! You got your four dollars. Now go spend that four dollars on a rodeo burger. <laughs> you monster! <laughs> I love America. This is a free economy, and I love it. That's I genius advertising. Awesome. Good on you. I'm God. I will break my diet, which I don't know if you've heard, Chuck. I am on a diet, but I will break it just to go get me a rodeo burger now. You don't have to. It's on. It's a uh, Beyond Meat. You're good. God, Whoa. if we were live streaming our podcast and out of nowhere a disembodied voice came on, and be like three dollars, and for this three dollars you could get a delicious large onion ring with with blue and nuggets or whatever the fuck it is at Burger. I'd be like, stop it. Fuck yeah. Be so excited if that happened. Be amazing. Yeah, but we we don't average thousands of people watching our streams at one time. You know, only okay. on our polls, Ross. Only on our polls. Yeah. Yeah, and if 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 somebody took over our tweets and said, and I know Chuck wants to do this now, uh, a fucking poll of would you rather spend five dollars on, and it would be either a, a donation of free for all or a free rodeo burger. It would be annoying for us if we didn't post that. I'm so excited. No, I I hope that happens. God Burger yeah. King, use us. Let us be your tool. Ugh. No, you want crystals. Oh, I could Man, go for hell yeah. right now. I don't give a shit what burger it is. I don't care if it's shitty McDonald's. Hell yeah, use the free-for-all podcast. I'm in. I'll only eat McDonald's from now on. Is there a rodeo crystal? Oh God, I'm gonna make one. Do you want well, that them to, to do next more than the little bit that do? That's our new <laughs> new food podcast. We're gonna like make create monstrosities of like combined fast food uh, oh, creations okay. of our. Okay, okay, a chicken nugget quesadilla. <laughs> That's gonna be very oh, difficult God. to pull off. Nope. I'm so excited for this. We're going to do it. You're going to go buy a quesadilla from Taco Bell. You're going to go buy chicken nuggets. You're going to peel that son of a bitch apart, put it in there, and pop it in the microwave, and you got it. Oh, I think, man, a I spicy... think quesadillas were one of the options that Taco Bell just eliminated. 
You get the fucking gist, you jackass. Oh, how about this? How about a spicy chicken sandwich from uh, from Wendy's, but you double it up and put them in a Big Mac? See? Chuck's in. <laughs> I'm going to make you eat you. a beef and cheddar filet fish <laughs> Oh! <laughs> no. Evan is speaking my fucking language now. Are you kidding me? A beef, beef, cheddar, fried fish, and just the most tartar sauce in the world on that over-hydrated, dehydrated bun that comes on the filet of fish. I'm in. How can you... Would the over-hydrated, dehydrated bun just be a bun? There's something unnatural about specifically the filet of fish bun. It is uncomfortably able to withstand long periods of time without, like... Going bad, people have guys. Tested. I this is the most excited I've ever been to record a podcast, and <laughs> I can't wait for us to be back in person. This will be outside of our awards. That will be our first show we record in person. <laughs> oh man, a curly fries chocolate the, shake. How are we going to do the the vanilla frosty McFlurry? I, if that's yours, you got to make it, man. We're each going to bring our own couple of creations. Okay. Okay. How, so now I got to think about how to use Sonic's French toast sticks. <laughs> oh, I claim the French. I was already. Oh my god, man! A taco corn Bell dog taco. Toast sticks. No, I want a corn dog taco. That's what I want. I just want. I just want to combine a whole lot of stuff with the beef. <laughs> <laughs> All of it cares about is the fucking beef and cheddar. You're going to have a beef and cheddar with just a whole crystal pushed into the mess. <laughs> <laughs> just absorbed? Yeah. It's like a it's like a twin that got absorbed in the womb. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of want to know what it's like if you take a cup of Wendy's chili and a cup of crystal chili and just pour them together. Do you make, like, a super chili? I don't know, but I'm g- probably going to do a $5 Central Park footlong. <laughs> this isn't the best idea we've had in years. I'm so it's not a bad idea. It's going to kill us, but it's not a bad idea. Oh, man, you can make, hey, Evan, you can make a beef and cheddar sub sandwich from Subway. Oh, Just a really long beef and cheddar. I'm so excited. I'm going to have to get, like, three beef and cheddars and then order a footlong and just be, like, just clear out everything on the footlong and just shove all three beef and cheddars inside the footlong. How much for your bread? Yeah, can I just have a loaf of bread? I'm all in on this, and I'm so excited. I don't even want to record the third show now, but for all you people that are listening, I'm sorry we can't have that show yet, but do make sure you stay tuned for the third show. We're going to be talking about all the stuff we've been playing, which will include the Avengers, Beta, uh, Grounded, Carry On, Undermine, Spiritfarer, Battletoads, Hyperscape, Fall Guys, and Ghost of Tsushima, and maybe some other games I haven't heard about because Chuck didn't answer me today. But stay tuned, and you'll find that out, too. listening to free for all your source for all things geek we just wrapped up another episode but we're not done stay tuned for part three and make sure to download part one as well 
Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Pile on choke day, that's cool.